Hello and welcome to Inside Stories from the MPA. I'm Christian James, the MPA's chair, and this is the podcast for the Manchester Publicity Association. It's where you'll get to hear about all the news and the communications from the industry in Greater Manchester. And I'm joined, as ever, by my co-host, Cindy Simmons, the Managing Director of the MPA. And in this episode, you're going to hear about, and from, a couple of big-hitting business leaders who recently moved their teams into new premises in two of the most significant office moves in the city for decades. But first, let's find out what's up and what's on from the MPA this month. First up, what's up? Well, what's up? We're back into the subject of pitching. We talked about it in a previous episode about ghost pitching. And this time it's about how many agencies does someone really need to get to go through all of those hoops about pitching. One of our big brands in the city allegedly involves seven agencies in its uh, in its recent pitch. I just have to ask the question, how is that good use of anyone's time? I think one of the one of the questions we've all agreed in previous big debates that you should be asking a client is you know how many agencies are involved and you should have a limit on that I really think you should um and certainly a lot of our members do judging by the reaction to that one on a far more positive note the Manchester International Festival absolutely flying over the last month and the Alison Goldfrapp reviews at the Factory International space. I think they were as good for her as they were actually for the space. It was amazing to hear such positive responses to that place. So an amazing month of groundbreaking creativity yet again from the Manchester International Festival team across the city. And and thirdly, AI. It's still dominating the uh, the chat rooms or the chat bot rooms maybe. Um, and I, the one thing that just absolutely staggered me was Accenture have announced that they're doubling their AI team, their talent pool, from 40 to 80,000. Can you get your head around that number? 80,000. That's like twice the population of Altrincham, uh, for goodness sake. Right. Over to you, Cindy, for what's on. Okay, well, listen, we've had a cracking summer. Um, really pleased. Hats off to Andy Garner, who delivered yet again. Absolutely amazing golf day, raising much funds for NABs. He did a cracking day. Teams were full to brim and just hats off to Andy Garner because he does it every time. He just delivers every time. So well done to him. Um, So that was a great end to the summer and not least the um, great barbecue that Christian mentions later on. But it was a really, really good night. Sadly, I wasn't there. People just love it. And I've already booked for next year for 2024 because to get that venue on a Thursday night is like gold. So we're already booked in for 2024, so that's great. And then the exciting news around the shortlist entry, entries announced this week, had some fantastic positive feedback. People are delighted to have been shortlisted and the awards tickets are now on sale, so that's really buzzing and starting to starting to build momentum already for October, so people are buying tickets now, which is great. And then really, it's just been you know a great year and I'm really pleased how we're sort of coming to the end of our year. We're now in our planning phase for 2023-24 is how our year-end runs. So this week we're going to be hosted by Sue from the Behaviours Agency. Is going to take us through an in-depth, inward-looking and outward-looking planning session to kind of look at where our direction might be for 23 and 24, what you know superb initiatives we can deliver for our members. That's fantastic, Cindy. Now, is it true that you're on a break at the moment? Ha-ha, uh, oh, oh, ting-ting. Yes, a severe break of the ankle. 
Well, in all seriousness, just for our listeners, uh, Cindy did have a little fall whilst on a glamping trip. While all of us wish you an incredibly speedy recovery, it obviously isn't stopping you from doing all the things that you do for the MPA. Um, but we really do wish you all the very best in, and yeah, we hope you're back on both feet very, very soon. Exactly. I'm not even risking going to the pub because I just, I just, right. no, I'm being very calm and looking after myself, but yeah, hopping on one leg doesn't kind of go very well together with <laughs> trying to get out. So yeah, over and out till at least late August. Get well soon. So now it's time for you to hear our guests for this episode. Cindy, today we're joined by Mark Brogan, Managing Partner at Wavemaker, and Charles Reed, Client Managing Director at Dentsu UK. Thank you, Christian. Yes. I mean, last week we saw, or the week before even, we saw a fantastic situation where two of our leading brands in Manchester both moved to this new skyline in Manchester. And it's a really amazing story for us to talk about today, which really puts our Manchester creative industries, I think, on a massive global stage by this um, amazing move by both both companies. So, Charles, just give us some background on the why, the where, and why, why you moved. And I know it happened so, so quickly. One minute you were in Portland Street and the next you were, you were gone. But obviously, there's reasons behind that. And it's obviously a great uh, testament to you and your brand and, and why that's happened so soon. Over to you, Charles. Um, yeah, it, it did happen rather quickly, didn't it? Um, we've been based in Manchester for 30 years now. Next year is going to be our 30th anniversary. For 25 years of that, we were based on Portland Street um, in an office that grew as we did. When I started about 23 years ago, I think we had half of the third floor and then slowly we just expanded as all our brands and our capabilities did. Um, and yes, as you alluded to, um, we came out of the pandemic um, quickly became apparent that the space didn't work for us anymore. There was too much space. It didn't have any of the facilities that people in a hybrid, flexible working would would expect. And um, yeah, we cast our net far and wide uh, within what felt like weeks. We uh, found our new home uh, on the top floor of Bonded Warehouse in Enterprise City. Um, it's great because it's we essentially feel that we're in the heart of the uh, creative and media and tech industries. So actually sat on the um, footprint of the old Renardo Studios and the Studios Tour. Um, and we share the buildings with uh, all sorts of entrepreneurial creative industries. There's uh, recording studios, there's uh, content creation creators. And across across the road, we've got our friends at WPP. I think we can wait by the window anymore, can't we? Absolutely. I mean, it's a real hotbed of creativity over there. It's such an amazing space. And I'm sure we've all, during our careers, had some time working or trying to work within the um, Granada Studios footprint. And many, many years ago, I used to work on the Granada Studios tour and all, all sorts yeah. of things. So I think we've all been there in some guise in our lifetime. Cindy, is it true that you were a uh, Julie Goodyear lookalike? In the Rovers? Yeah. Definitely, the Rovers, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So, Mark, really, again, over to you, I mean, to create this massive WPP campus, and thank to Emma Slater, we've already been there for our first board meeting, which was amazing. So thank you to you guys for hosting that. But it must have been such a big, ambitious plan for you, you know, to deliver such a, a monumental task to get all the agencies in one place in such a big building. So do you want to take us through kind of the challenges you faced with that, Mark? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, this is part of um, a WPP strategy, more broader strategy. This is the 36th campus that WPP now has. Um, yeah. And they have a target that they want 85% of their people on campuses by the end of 2025. Um, and we've got, as Charles alluded to, and exactly as Charles has now, um, a fantastic collaborative working space. We've got 550 people here under one roof now, you know, all part of the WPP um, organization. So we've got um, our own businesses, Wavemaker, um, working alongside Essence Mediacom, Code, Finecast, Kinetic, Ogilvy, Cheek and Bell, Cloud, and VMLYR Health, all under one roof. Um, and for us, it's very much, yeah, it's about understanding the future of work and as Charles alluded to actually you know we had already recognized that actually maybe our previous previous premises weren't weren't fit for purpose and we needed somewhere new um a new location that would foster sort of collaboration innovation creativity and shared thought largely to enable us to be a little bit braver in our ideas in solving clients businesses problems um, but also it's about making the working environment and the working experience just that little bit more enjoyable for our you know, for our people. Um, and yeah, as Charles has alluded to, I mean, Enterprise City is just such a fantastic location. You know, cafes, bars, social areas, event spaces. We've got multiple use sports courts, um, rooftop bars, um, and we're welcoming you know, clients and our partners into this space for shared working, as well as, as you said, the industry groups. So we've already had yourselves we've had nabs we've had thinkbox and got newsworks into this location um again next week we're just very much at this stage we're just getting used to um th this space you know it's a fantastic working environment um and for us it's about understanding how, you know, how we can work together and collaborate um you know as as companies but also with you know sort of like the wider community um we're starting to have those conversations now about actually how we can make this space you know sort of work and open that up to the local community as well as our industry um it's not been without its challenges um you know uh, charles's move seemed to, to happen a little quicker than ours um as feels like it's been quite a long time um in the making um i think most of us who had ever been to our previous home at bass warehouse would have said that you know i, I think our time had probably come in that in that location yeah so pre-COVID rather than post-COVID. Um, but part of that challenge, you know, so, so, you know, all our people knew that, you know, that the move was on the horizon pre-COVID. And it was just about, for us, it was about managing expectation and managing that anticipation. You know, we had groups of people that were really excited about this sort of like this new purpose-built working space that, you know, it was just trying to manage it and just, yeah. you know, sort of say, look, you know, like, Things are a little bit delayed. They could see they could see the building going up on the footprint. Yes, exactly. You, know, you look at it thinking we we should be in there by now. Um, and so just managing, you know, sort of like that period, you know, as as we waited to be to be welcome into this new space, um, yeah, was was probably the biggest challenge that we had. Um, we said goodbye to a couple of people, you know, in sort of like those the shared services environment. Um, but yeah, they found new roles within the building as well. So um, it's been a really positive um, and exciting experience for us. It's great to hear these these stories, and I think any business that has been through a through an, an office move will recognise some of the things you've said already. Mark, we were we were sadly had a diary clash last week where um, our MPA summer party was uh, was on the same evening as your open evening, so we we didn't get along unfortunately. But we it was really nice to see representatives from both organisations uh, along it. Um, some a little bit later than others, but coming along to support the. Uh, the event which charles it was another great event on top of the rooftops of of dukes um 
similar to last year. Not quite as hot as last year, though. You didn't miss the sun this time. But I'm interested, Charles, if maybe from your point of view, something that Mark mentioned there, that that anticipation and obviously you did manage it in in quite a speedy fashion by comparison to many business moves. But still, it must have been a uh, an expectation from from the team. Once they know they're they're moving, it's really hard. I think from what I've experienced and what I've heard, it's really hard to keep people focused on the day to day. But still, get keep that interest and excitement going. And I'm just interested that that transition period from when you left to when you arrived. How did you how did you manage that process? Were there specific events to sort of draw the curtain on one and raise it on the other? How did how did that go? It was a, almost a two-speed transition because, as with Mark, Densu uh, Manchester had grand plans uh, leading up to the pandemic. We were we were trying to keep it under wraps that we had. A, I think it was a forty thousand square foot uh, building lined up um, just on the old BBC site, and and you know how industrious our teams are. So pretty much everybody knew, even though they've never been told. And I. I Myth, urban myth has it that we were about to sign the contract on the Friday when we were all sent home to test working at a distance for the pandemic. And so obviously, um, with benefit of foresight, our teams held off signing any paperwork. And and so we sort of had to come back into the office, back into the old home, and then see how it worked for us. So yeah, that that, that was probably more difficult than actually what happened in real life because- yeah. By the time um, I think we made the decision to move, because it, the the space was so brilliant and was immediately available and already fitted out, it happened a lot quicker than probably we had to manage the teams very closely. Again, the uh, media uh, industry in in Manchester is very close knit, and so the word got out probably quicker, faster than we would have been able to tell people, because of course you're always damned if you do, damned if you don't, because you want to manage it, but you don't want to get expectations until the contract's signed. And that happened very late in the day. In fact, I think we signed the contract one Monday and we moved in the following Monday. It was that quick a turnaround. But again, that kept it really exciting and fresh. And because um, we'd come from a fairly traditional state or building, which actually hadn't been renovated in any significant way for the last 10 years or so, Coming into this uh, warehouse where there's floors with cinemas, a secret gin bar, even restaurants, um, and then taking the what I'd like to call the penthouse, which just to annoy everybody else in the building, the sixth floor, we have the vaulted ceilings, we have an amphitheater in the middle, and it's all one shared space. So, exactly for the same priorities that Mark was discussing around collaboration. I've seen people. Yeah the first time in the last month that I haven't seen since pre-COVID. And so just reconnecting and amazing, really great for collaboration. I think that point about collaboration, I you know, we say this quite a lot, you know, meetings that we're, we've all been in about the collaborative nature of the Manchester community. And, you know, it's really, it is really, really exciting for us to see you guys sort of getting together with your own we're we're absolutely certain and very excited about the the sort of collaboration beyond your own units. Charles, firstly, with you, it, it, uh, maybe apart from that, what else do you think this is going to mean, for, uh, opportunity wise, or, or just sort of style of working for your teams at uh, at Densu? Well, 
flexibility is at the core of it, hybrid working. Um, we talk about the sixth floor all the time, but of course we can use anywhere in the in the building. So it's a lot easier for us to host clients or partners in, in a sort of environment that suits the, the manner of the meeting, if it's more creative, if it's more workshoppy, if it's more formal, etc. Um, as I say, for mental health and well-being, we've got discounted gym membership in the basement. Um, you know, the 6 a.m. Pilates classes, if that is your bag. Um, I'm more excited about the gin bar, obviously. Um, but, you know, it's the little things, isn't it? I, we've got one of the floors you can actually bring your dogs in with you. And, and you know, people have found that really exciting. And, um, yeah, there's certain days where you can go down there and just uh, move into a different environment, get some headspace, move away from your... Uh, desktop or laptop and just think differently and 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 have 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 great conversations mark will be really good to kind of before we close i suppose is just to you know if you had three or four key words to describe this momentum occasion for both your organizations for mark what would that be do you think um for us i mean i think this movement is a it's an investment in in our business and our, our clients business you know it's, it's bringing together bigger groups of brains to solve you know clients business challenges and you know if we can help the local economy you know we can attract you know we already know that manchester is full of fantastic media and creative talent but if we can attract more talent from outside of the community more power to us um, more power to the industry at large absolutely fantastic and Charles, over to you, just kind of a quick sort of summary. I think we've, we've touched on so many great points about people, collaboration, working sort of theory, working the ethos. Um, all those are just amazing. I can't wait to come and see the new space at Denso as well. But how would you, just to sum up again before we close, what, what how would you say, just a two-second elevator pitch, it's about this? To echo what Mark says, these are two multinational global creative and marketing businesses who are choosing to invest significantly in one of the best cities in the goddamn world. Uh, It's always been known for its culture, for its talent, for its diversity, for its creativity. And this just enables us to to access even more of that. I think the step change that we're seeing in this industry, especially in Manchester at the moment, is is this step change from just being media or marketing or creative to being businesses that can make a difference. And so, exactly as Mark referred to, you know, we both our networks have got amazing programs in, in, the, in play where we're working with schools, underprivileged areas, underrepresented minorities, uh, older individuals wanting to change their careers. And, you know, it's, it's about doing so much more now than just the creative idea. I mean, the creative idea is obviously key and it's brilliant, but we can actually make a difference to people's lives and to the city that we call home. I think that's a brilliant way to finish. You know, our MPA perspective has been to be, we've been on a mission for a few years to get Manchester recognised as the best place on the planet to work in media, digital and creative. And I think that the, the signal that you're, businesses have have put out there very loudly is exactly that it's testament to that mission and um i'm just really really excited for for you i'm excited for us so that was brilliant thank you very much indeed for sharing the stories we've just come out of the back of a 
an amazing season with the Manchester International Festival and this happened and this happened. It just, it, it feels really, I know it's dynamic city, but it feels dynamic 10 times over. And thank you both for kind of investing in Manchester like this, because obviously it means a lot to the MPA, to our members and what we're trying to do. And both your teams are very instrumental now in helping us with our Native Creators programme, as you're, you're aware of, and making sure we do help this next generation come stay and work in Manchester, being the best place on the planet to work on, as Christian said. But thank you both indeed. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Inside Stories from the MPA, Manchester's Publicity Association. You'll hear from us again in about a month's time. Inside Stories is produced by Purposeful Podcasts. And if you want to build a community around your business or your brand, then get in touch with the team at purposefulpodcasts.com. If you know people who aren't in the MPA but might be interested in joining, then do share Inside Stories with them so they can hear what it's all about. And please follow this podcast because that means more people will get to find us. Thank you.